Hello, this is your host, Nader Kassir, and how is life treating you? How is life treating you is for anyone who sees a big hurdle in their life. I really believe that whoever watches the show will be inspired, especially if a viewer thinks to themselves, you know what, I can take what I have just seen and implement it in my life. I can make it happen. You can always watch my full episode as a podcast in my channel, Nader Kassir. Hi, John. Nader. How are you today? Good to see you. You too. You too. Everything's good. How is your mood today on a scale of 10? 9.75. We will make it 10 hopefully during the episode. (laughs) I love it. I'm ready. John, I cannot start this episode without telling you thank you from the heart. It's an honor for me to host you today. Thank you, John. Matter. Uh, right back at you, I feel exactly the same way. Thank you so, so much for the opportunity to meet you and uh, start this journey with you. John, I figured out my purpose in life at the age of 40. And this is what triggered me exactly to produce How Is Life Treating You? Is it normal for someone to figure out his purpose at this age or am I late? It, It took me 55 years. Okay. To, <laughs> yes, to figure out my purpose. And so I think you're rare, in fact. Um, most people never figure out why they were put on the earth. Um, a lot of people have actually deluded themselves and deceived themselves into thinking that they're living their core purpose, maybe because they associate their success with money, for example. Okay. I see a lot of that. But in fact, um, not our success uh, in life has very, very little to do with money. And you already know that um, when, when you know that you're living your core purpose, you get goosebumps. Thank you, John. In a recent discussion with a friend of mine, uh, she told me I'm struggling to find my purpose in life. I told her the moment you forget to eat and drink, while doing something, this should be your entry point to figure out your purpose in life. My question to you, what is the easiest way to figure out our purpose in life? So, the, uh, yes, I do think you're right. I think, you know, all, all we've got to be nourished, you know, heart, mind, soul, body, matter. You know, all of those ingredients allow us to go very, very deep. So the first thing that's, I think, very pivotal for any person to discover their core purpose You've got to make the decision to be vulnerable. And that is, that's the most important question that we, we, we need to ask ourselves is, you know, uh, uh, am I vulnerable? And do I have the courage really honestly to look very, very deep inside and perhaps go places in my soul that I've never gone before? You know, so uh, giving yourself the invitation to explore, if you will, the terrain of your soul is very, very important. Uh, that That's the vulnerability decision. Um, and, and then it's really structuring the right kinds of questions, you know? And here's the biggest question. Uh, what's the vision of the essence of the person and leader and human being that I must become? And And that question actually is a lot bigger than most people 
Uh, most people approach the question of discovering their core purpose, Nader, from the standpoint of, what do I want to become? Well, actually, it's deeper than that. Thank you, John. John, we started straight to the point and I did not introduce you officially. John, you are the author of nine books, including four bestsellers. You have been selected as a top global executive coach for three consecutive years, 2019, 2021. You are considered as well, along with Tony Robbins and Marshall Goldsmith, as one of the top three coaching authorities. If we forget John's titles a little bit, in reality, who is John Maton? I am at my deepest core a family person. I'm so uh, proud to have been brought up in a beautiful uh, family, um, an Italian family. My father, uh, my father's uh, parents were from Italy and uh, my mother's as well. And uh, they came uh, to New York in the late 1800s. Uh, my family, they arrived in Brooklyn, New York and started uh, a life. And I was taught, Nader, the, uh, the ingredients of hard work. Uh, nothing gets handed to you. You've got to work very, very hard in life. And I'm very, very fortunate I learned those lessons from my heroes, my, my mother and my father. My wife and I have been married 44 years this year. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud that um, I uh, am privileged that I met her at age 15. Not her. We dated in high school. Okay. I never dated anybody else. Really, honestly, it's a beautiful question that you just asked me. My answer is I'm a human being. Uh, and I'm really, honestly, um, just a really basic human being who's worked very, very hard. I've been surrounded by unbelievable love and support from my family, but also professionally. Uh, and I'm one of the fortunate ones who, who really finally, uh, 15 years later than you did, uh, realized why I was put on the earth, you know? And at 55, I started to think about, okay, how can I make a difference in the world? That's really it. That's who I am. Thank you, John. John, you are a best-selling author. Uh, you are well-known in this industry. You are an expert in leadership. Uh, but I'm pretty sure things did not go always as you anticipated fully. Uh, so you, yes. you had successful moments, but you had, I would say, less successful moments. I wouldn't say failure. Um, John, how is life treating you? And this is the main question of the show. Life's treating me very, very well. Uh, Nader, I'm very fortunate to look at life as um, really a series of ups, pluses, and also the challenges and the setbacks. And it is through uh, the challenges and setbacks that you become very tough, you know, and resilient. And I don't think that any human being on earth today um, can be successful unless you are tough and resilient. And the lessons that enable that to be ingrained very deep within our soul and also the things that give us the skills to be able to navigate, you know, the stress uh, and disruption of, you know, just think of the pandemic, not the last two years, how difficult that's been on, on, on people. Um, you know, for me, uh, for me, being very resilient, being very tough uh, are, is very, very pivotal. I, I've had a lot of setbacks 
uh, you know, a lot of people look at me and they, they make phone calls here and they say, you know, they probably look at me and they say, hey, this guy's got it made, you know? Well, listen, you know, I still get up every day at four in the morning, okay? I, I take nothing for granted. And I today still work 14, 16 hours a day. Wow. Now I'm pretty balanced though, you know? Um, pretty balanced because I, you know, I, I, I pray, uh, I'm very spiritual, but I also work out physically, you know? So I feel like I have the balance, but I, even though there's been a lot of success the last 11 years professionally, again, you know, I wake up every day and I say, somebody's gonna take it from me, you know? So there's some anxiety with that, but it's not anxiety that really um, holds me back. It, it really does It's a positive make... one to push you to give, to go to the extra yeah. mile. It does. It motivates me to, uh, and listen, it's not, and we, you know, we talked last week, it's not a selfish pursuit here. You know what I'm saying? In fact, for me, it was 11 years ago when I realized that I was probably a little bit more selfish than I needed to be. Yes, good father, you know, a lot of good stuff going on professionally. But when I realized I was not put on the earth for me, I was, I was, and I think all of us, by the way, are put on the earth, not for us, we're put on the earth to bring abundance to the world. How do we touch hearts, minds, and souls? And when I realized that is when literally my life uh, uh, got better and professionally my life got better. Thank you, John. John, you, you spoke about intelligent leadership, which is at very high level, you said it's about the inner core, your character. If the inner core is strong and mature, there is much high probability this will be reflected in your outer core. Yes. Please explain it to me in plain English. How can I test my inner core? The, the simplest way to look at this is um, there's, a, there's literally a predictive algorithm, okay? And I use sports actually as an example. So for people watching, listening in, just think of a world-class athlete. They, you know, wh whatever sport that we're talking about, they just don't show up, right? So if you think about the ingredients of what it takes to be great, it starts with a really strong mindset, not her, right? So the mindset and the deep belief that you can execute what needs to be executed, you've got the ingredients, the skills and abilities to execute at a high level. That's a predictor, right? So it doesn't matter what you do in life. Maybe it's athletics, maybe it's that you're an executive, whatever it is that you do, you've got to start with a very, very strong belief system, a deep conviction that's balanced too. It can't be too strong because then you got an overactive ego, right? And that's not gonna constitute greatness uh, in terms of whatever it is that you do. So balanced self-image is important, right? Deep conviction and belief. And then ultimately there's an algorithm, which is when you believe that you can execute what needs to be executed, you will execute and you must execute. You, you know, it, it ignites feelings in us that empower us, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm, and I, I'm not commenting, John, because I'm, I'm really enjoying each and every word you are saying. I, I love that the way you simplified it. Well, listen, I, you know, it, 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 all, it all comes together because, you know, you, you think about a world-class athlete, there's adrenaline. There, you know, the reason there's adrenaline is because there's deep conviction, that's why. 
So you adrenaline, if it's if it's focused, can drive you to a really high level of whatever is the pursuit, whether you're a CEO, it doesn't matter, right? And then you execute. You have a higher probability of executing, making a decision, right? Getting up and delivering a speech, right? Whatever it is that you do, it, it can only happen through adrenaline. And then you increase the probability of results. There it is, thoughts control emotions, emotions, behavior, behavior results. That's it, inner core drives outer core. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you, John. Uh, John, in, in one of the interviews, you said that uh, Steve Jobs is a great disruptor, but he was not a great leader. But in your opinion, what Steve Jobs, in short, lacked in terms of leadership skills? Okay, so I may have been too harsh. Um, however, in reality, uh, the privilege to be able to get to know him pretty late in his career and actually pretty late in his life, um, and some people know this story, some don't, but I had the opportunity to work with him for a few sessions about a year before he passed. So he was not really um, at the top of his, his game, neither. But he was still a very, very impressive uh, human being. No question, um, you know, and, and the people who have seen the, t you know, the, uh, the movies about him, uh, I, I think pretty accurate, very, very direct person, very direct. What do you mean being more direct with Steve Jobs? I'm, I'm trying to visualize this discussion. So without getting too, too detailed, it's a matter of do I keep asking questions of him and frustrate him or do I just state my opinion? Okay. <laughs> and as soon as I started stating my opinion, he started to listen, okay. right? John, this is an extract from uh, Michael Dell book, Play Nice But Win. Um, Michael Dell, he's a chairman of Dell Technology, one of the global leaders yes. in the uh, technology field. For him, it's always important to be in a race with no finish line. And this is coming from the Japanese concept called Kaizen of continuous improvement. Right. What is your message to fresh graduate, to newcomers, to managers and leadership positions? So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wholehearted believer in the whole notion of continuous improvement. It is part of what we call intelligent leadership uh, that, um, you know, that, that ultimately, um, you know, you've got to be thinking differently, thinking big. You've got to be vulnerable. You've got to know your gifts and, your gifts and strengths. Uh, you've got to know your weaknesses. And you've got to have the courage to execute better with every day, right? With passion, pride and precision and bring it to the utmost. But we all know that whether you're a person, uh, whether you're an organization, whether you're a, a, a country or even the world, the ability to execute and be very sensitive to the impact that you're having so that, that you can course correct based upon what you see Course correction is very much tied into this notion of continuous improvement. So, you know what I'm saying? You execute, you don't rest on your laurels. You've got to execute, you got to read. And as you read, right, those are the ingredients to course correction. And it never ends, never ends. So I, I'm a big believer in that. To the young people who are taking leadership roles, um, you always, you always need to have a plan. Your, your individual leadership development plan uh, is one that uh, you've got to execute daily and, and constantly be vigilant to it. 
I think that's pivotal. Great. John, what was the last message you whispered to your ego? The last message that I whispered to my ego is the message that I try to bring to the world, which is stay balanced, don't get overly high about good things. Do not get overly low about setbacks and people who are potential detractors and so on and so forth. Stay steady, stay true to your values and your character, and it will all work out in the end. Thank you, thank you, John. What is your Thanks. next message to the audience that will hear you in the next couple of days, hopefully? Well, what I'm seeing in the world of leadership is just the elevation of the heart. And I think those leaders out there who are going to move the needle and truly be successful in the world and those organizations will put an increased emphasis on caring for others, uh, showing concern for others, being compassionate, um, being a better communicator. And this is true in our families too. You could apply these concepts in our families. Uh, and also collaboration. Those are a bunch of C's that I think are really, really important. If we focus in on the elevation of the heart and the soul, and we can make those C's happen, guess what? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna create that masterpiece uh, uh, that we're, we're on the earth to create. That's what I would say. Um, thank you so much, John. Really appreciated. Thank you so much, Nader. What a wonderful opportunity, a great privilege, and uh, thank you, thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. Thank you it. so much.